I'm trying to now I'm trying to think of a word. Um other than strategery. Brian Arthur Caves, how are you doing tonight? You know, it's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Thomas. Things are things are wonderful. Nothing bad is happening out in the world right now. It's it's all just peace, quiet, serenity. Things things are going great. Yeah, there's nothing um, seeming to be going wrong at all. Um, election went by. Everything was you know smooth as silk. We got an inauguration coming in a few days. Okay, joking aside. Uh, <laughs> last week we planned to record our first podcast of the year, and boy, were we excited about it. Were you excited about it? I was very excited. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. And then uh, really all, hell, all hell broke loose. We were going to talk about um, power ranking our top uh, meat on sandwich or meat uh, on bread or meat on any sort of um, food transportation mechanism, whether it be tortilla or bread or whatever like that. We were going to power rank them, but now we don't even have the time. So people are just going to be like, well, who knows? The correct answer is the Reuben, by the way. <laughs> The, the, the Ruben gets really the number good. one spot. But I think a top. Never mind. We're not going to get into this. I was going to talk about the taco thing, but we don't have enough. That's a whole special edition of Brian and Me. But we were going that's to record. That's for the Patreon. Yeah. That's for the, <laughs> sign up on our Patreon. Yeah. Different levels, folks. Um, no, we don't have a Patreon. We're ad free since 93. We do this all uh, for nothing because that's probably what it's worth. Uh, we were going to record. What was it? The sixth? Sounds right. We were going to record on the 6th, and um, I told myself on the 5th, I told myself the day before that, you know what, there's going to be you know a lot of protesting at the Capitol. I vowed to just not get on any social media, not right. get on anything. I was going to focus on my work. I was going to not let distractions get my way. I was going to try to have a nice positive day. And then around like 2 o'clock, there's this uh, graph out there that you've probably seen going around the internet where it shows the productivity level of everybody throughout the day and it shows it gradually going up. And I saw this hours later and I thought it was perfect because right at two or two 30, the graph goes completely down to zero and productivity has yeah. gone. And that, that was me. Like I, I went downstairs, my computer for work is upstairs up in the hallway out the, I can see out in the neighborhood and stuff. No, I, once they locked down and they were, you know, hiding people, I don't watch cable news. Like I don't turn on MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. We don't watch that stuff. We fired up the Apple TV and we watched MSNBC live. The first time I've watched it in years. And we watched it, no joke, about five hours straight. Wow. It just, it was so insane what you were seeing because you you watch all these uh places over the years these third world countries where they overthrow dictators and there's uh fights like this and then you saw it in america and i was like what in the hell is going on what were you kind of thinking as as everything was going down i was you know it's one of those things i think i told somebody i wish it had shocked me more than it did and that's it's really sad because i i wish i could I guess the best way of putting that is I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised is, you know what I mean? Like something like this had been coming for a long time, to be honest. I mean, the rhetoric, the, you know, the way Trump has talked, the way he's, you know, told these people that this election's being stolen and the media is out to get you and they're lying about it. And Congress is trying to steal it from you. And 
Um, it, it had been coming for a long time. I'm honestly surprised it took that long um, for something like that to happen. Um, but I mean, I was I was horrified. I mean, I, I told people I was I was scared. Like, what's going to happen? Are we going to see, um, are we going to see somebody die? Like, I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and we did. Like, are we going to see, are we going to see a congressperson die on on television? Like, you know, is that something we're going to see? Like, you know, and it it reminded me a lot, quite honestly, of being you know I was in middle school when nine eleven happened. Like, I can remember everywhere where i was what i was doing and i it, and i saw a lot of people compare the two not obviously in the lives lost i mean they're, they're two very different situations but just right. that moment of of shock of like you know what am i gonna see of being scared of being you know worried what the outcome was was worried like okay where does this lead how where does this end um you know i'll be honest i i spent way too much i was one of those people whose productivity dropped to zero yeah. um we didn't turn on the tv but i i was glued to twitter which is probably the worst possible place i could have been well the thing is watching the cable news they would say something on there and they'd be like dude i saw that 20 minutes ago on twitter yeah so you know all of their fact checking and making sure the information is correct um which i actually kind of appreciated after a while at first yeah. i was like why am i watching this i'm getting every all of this on twitter because i was while it was on I was kind of half watching, you know, cause you know, anytime you have your phone up, you're not really watching TV at that point. Right. But no, I, anyway, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Not in, like you said, in terms of how many people were there, but, uh, or how many people's lives lost because in comparison to nine 11, yeah, there's no, obviously there's no sure. comparison to it at all, but the way that people have come together past 9-11 and the way that everybody was kind of right. unified and there was still politics in there because you had a lot of laws getting passed that probably wouldn't have gotten passed if it weren't for something like that or you know um, America we're stronger together go shopping which is the famous thing that George Bush came out and said you know keep the economy going that's what's most important just the stark night and day difference like that night we ended up watching uh news again to see them talking about the electoral college it's usually never on tv unless you watch c-span that stuff is never on tv but all the politicians were trying to look good lindsey graham was hopping around like he was on something and he was sounding all and he was sounding all you know not supportive of donald trump and all these things that are happening but never saying donald trump and all these people who have been so hard on for everything that has been going on or all of a sudden oh we need to you know unify it's just the days after it it's it's been rough going i i i it's really easy we've talked about this before and it's a privilege to be able to shut it off and be able to just ignore it but it's uh, it's so tough it's tough to (laughs) to get by just seeing everything everybody is saying and it's just exhausting exhausting there's a difference i think and it's something i've had to kind of learn myself there's a difference between being informed and being immersed like i can i can be informed like i can understand what's going on but it's also probably not healthy for me to sit and absorb that all day every day yeah like at what point is it you know harming my mental health and i I think there definitely got to a point where it was um you know, I, I honestly, I, what I had to do is, you know, I shut off my phone, 
put it in the bedroom or put it in another room away from me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I played video games for a little while, um, read a book, like just had to do whatever I could to just distance myself from that because, and again, you know, we talked about it. It's, it's a privilege to be able to do that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, certainly that, that is a privilege and there, there's a lot of privilege that comes with that. But for me, you know, at some point there's only so much I can do, right. It's like the serenity prayer. Like sometimes you have to step back and say, okay, I've absorbed what I, I've gotten what I need to know. I've figured out what I can do from this. Let me step back and, and concentrate on me for a few minutes. So, you know, Alyssa and I spent some time together, you know, we talked about it and tried to move on with it. I mean, I think it's just one of those things. Like we, we again, can't wallow in it. Right. Because also, uh, as much as we we say it is a privilege to not be having to watch it, but also at the same time you have to do what's in your control. Right. You, there's no use getting built up and getting upset about things that you have no control over. I mean, we we both have responsibilities. You know, you have a lot more than I do, but um, <laughs> you know, we both have jobs. You have you know a wife. You have you know, a billion kids, as you like to say, or three, <laughs> same difference. He's a um, lot, man. He's a oh, lot. I, I, I imagine. Um, so, you know, I mean, ultimately we've also got to be able to, uh, you know, handle our, handle our responsibilities. I mean, I'm, I'm a husband, you know, I've got to be there for my wife. I've got to do my job. I've got to keep moving on. And um, sometimes that's a good thing to give yourself something else to, uh, to think about and to work on and focus on. Um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get the situation figured out. Hopefully the, with a new administration coming in, we can figure some things out and maybe heal a little bit or maybe, uh, hold some people responsible for, for what happened. That's, that's my hope. I think that's but, the most, I think that's the more likely one to happen of bringing people together and holding people accountable. I think holding people accountable is one way you keep, you bring people together. Well, absolutely. Cause I mean, you can't, you know, you can't heal without first acknowledging what you're healing from mm-hmm. and taking care of, uh, you know, whatever your, you know, whatever the problem is, right. If you've got cancer, you know, you can't, you have to get rid of the cancer before you can heal from the cancer, right. You know, just to, right. to use an extreme example, but. Oh, well, some of the way people act. Yeah. It's definitely um, cancerous. They use that yes. phrase all their cancer. Usually in sports, we hear that with the locker room, right? There's someone who's a cancer for the locker room. But one thing I want to kind of bring up, and you mentioned this just a minute ago, is focusing on, you know, what you can do to kind of improve yourself. And it's the new year. So I thought we'd try something a little different, not like resolutions. I'm, I'm not against resolutions. I get more annoyed when people are so against resolutions. You're like, I don't do resolutions. I... I think resolutions are fine. I think it's good to have goals. But one thing that happened uh, at work this week, and I'm going to steal it, is a coworker. I was just in a meeting. It was before the meeting started. And I was starting small talk. I was like, hey, did anybody do any resolutions? And a guy on my team, he said, I don't do resolutions. I select a word. I pick a word that is going to kind of represent what my year is going to be. And it's like an aspirational thing. I kind of um, think of it like a resolution and a mantra had a baby together. And they just have this one word that it's a little baby word and you can just uh, nurse it and you can remember it. And 
hopefully gets you through. So Brian, we did talk a little bit about this prior to our recording. So what, um, what is your word? What is your thing that you're going to keep reminding yourself to do throughout 21 or be or whatever? What, what's your word? Um, the word I went with was forgiveness. Um, but really when I say forgiveness, I don't mean, uh, obviously I want to forgive other people as, as people do things to me, but the forgiveness is more focused at myself, right? Like I've got, I've got goals in mind for the year. You know, I want to do certain things and there's you know certain things I want to accomplish and I want to improve myself. And, but at the same time, when I am not focused on those goals, sometimes when I fall short, if I don't accomplish one of those goals or I want to be able to take the time to forgive myself, like show grace, uh, show grace to myself, not, you know, oh, you're a failure or you're this or that because you didn't do, you know, what you're supposed to do, what you're quote unquote supposed to do. Or, you know, if I'm having a bad day, like allowing myself to say, you know what, sometimes you're going to have a bad day. Like it doesn't make you a a bad person because you're having a bad day or because you're um, in a bad mood or it's a bad, you know, mental health day or whatever the case may be. Like sometimes you're going to have a bad day and you kind of just have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. and, you know, do the best you can and and move on. I think that's something I really want to focus on this year. Cause I think at times I was hard on myself last year. You know, there was a, there was this, um, you know, there was the pandemic, obviously we we've all lived through it. We're still living through it. And there were all these people out there like, yeah, this is the time when you can accomplish all these great things and, you know, write the great American novel. Cause Hey, you're just sitting at home and right. it's, you know, it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, with depression or I'm struggling with my anxiety or I'm, and you know what, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. you're not a, a bad person. You're not a failure. You're not, this or that because you're struggling like it's it's okay to struggle sometimes you have to try and get yourself out of it you can't just sit in your struggle but you also have to forgive yourself sometimes when you fall short that's that's amazing that's awesome i mean you you really had a lot of thought behind that one mm. jeez and and the exam i should have gone first <laughs> I, uh, I, I may have had a, I may have had a therapy session a, a few nights oh. ago that they kind of helped me come up with that. So I had a little extra, I'm paying for a little extra help with that. Okay. This is like kiss opening up for a folk band. Now I'm going to come up here and <laughs> you had like pyrotechnics and you're spinning the guitar and flames are spinning out. I'm okay. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to try to top yours because everyone they're individual joking aside. I think that's great. I, I, I know when we talk and, I think both of us have a habit of it, of kind of beating ourselves up and getting, right. you know, kind of uh, annoyed with ourselves and everything's don't go our way. Um, mine is kind of similar, but in the opposite, kind of going the, the opposite direction. And my word for 2021 is try. Mm. T-R-Y, not T-R-I, not triathlon. Try as in, I want to um, just get out there and, and take opportunities, not just opportunities that are put in front of me that are open. Like I want to do more writing. I want to do more creating of different things. This brightened me. We started this as a way just to talk to each other and just create something. I want to do more of that. Um, Not getting rid of the show. That's not what I saw about, but other things and trying other uh, types of things that just interest me that I haven't had time to do until this year because of school and all that stuff. Um, So that's, that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do this year is to try, just keep reminding myself, okay, just try it. 
just try it. And I probably need to include an element of forgiveness in there because even two weeks into the year, we're on the, yeah, two weeks exactly into the year, I've already tried something, got annoyed with myself, completely wiped it away. Like, oh, that was garbage. And I, I think I'm my own worst critic and everybody is likely sure, their own worst course. critic, but there's not a lot of uh, arrogance in the stuff that I was doing. And I didn't think it was all that great, but I just need to keep, keep going and and not give in just because it wasn't something that i thought was perfect because every time everything you try uh, you're gonna get a little better right all the practice you gotta practice talking about practice so everybody um as you're listening maybe you've thought of something go and think of your own word if you don't like doing resolutions think of a word that you can kind of use as your as your mantra throughout the year think of something that can help you move you through 2021 and it doesn't have to be super motivating. It doesn't have to, you know, uh, fix all your problems, but maybe it's something that calms you down or something that uh, gets you excited for things to come. Just uh, maybe something you could try out if you want to share it with us. I mean, feel free to share it with us. You can DM us. You can message us. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you guys an assignment. Everybody <gasps> that's listening to this related to this topic, I'm going to give all of you guys that are listening an assignment this year. First off, if you have a word, great we'd love to hear it what i'm also going to ask you to do with for both of us is keep us accountable check with us hey mm -hmm. hey bryant how are you doing are you uh, are you showing yourself forgiveness are you doing a good job with that hey thomas are you putting yourself out there hold us accountable we you know that's what friendship is about thomas and i you know we hold we hold each other accountable we give each mm -hmm. other advice so i'm going to ask that of you guys we're, uh, we're all one family here in the, the BAM army. So, you know, tell us, tell us what your word is. Um, if you have one or maybe what a couple of your goals are for the year, we're going to, we're going to be around. We're going to try and help you guys stay accountable. And we're going to ask you to do the same for us. I love it. That sounded so motivational and almost like teacherly. Whenever you said, no, I have an assignment. I thought Mr. Caves is coming out. Hey, a former, I, a former teacher, by the way, I was going to say, no, I Brian did, Caves. uh, did a little bit of a uh, substitute teaching when I was in college. There we go. There we go. All right. Thank you, Mr. Caves. I, I will keep that assignment in mind. Um, I, but seriously, we need held accountable, but please share it too. We'll hold each other accountable. So let's, uh, I'm going to keep us accountable and let's move on into the show. Cause we could go on about this for hours and we have five hours left to record this episode. So <laughs> let's get to it. Let's do it. Welcome everybody to Brian and Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Hey, there's been a lot of madness in the old NWSL since we last recorded. We're going to discuss uh, new teams, a new logo, and a lot of new Chicago Red Stars that happened by draft, trade, all sorts of ways. We're gonna we're gonna break them down. We're also going to announce a special guest 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 that we have for next week, and I'm Ooh. I'm pretty stoked. Um. yeah, uh, we'll talk more about it then. I don't want to give it all away now. Then we're going to get into some Tottenham and Liverpool talk. There's been teams playing soccer. All four teams have been playing soccer, some more than others. We're going to talk about that and all of the um, blah that has been coming from it <laughs> as of late. Yeah. That'd be great. And then um, hockey is happening. 
hockey is happening. We're recording this actually right now. It is January 14th at 8.02. So tonight is the second night of the NHL, but we're not going to talk about that. We got other hockey to talk about, and we're pretty pumped to get into it. Um, so let's go ahead and let's just let's just start off because we we spent a lot of time before the episode started talking about really good stuff. But now let's get into some other really good stuff, and that is with our Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Ooh, lots of spicy, 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 spicy NWSL news coming at us over the past few weeks. First, a couple of, we'll kind of start big picture, right, throughout the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, Sacramento was announced as the new expansion team, which is exciting. Sacktown, baby. Yeah. They are joining Angel City FC in the 2022 season. So that's next year, which is. It sounds so far away. <laughs> right. <it's> really not. <laughs> I was just thinking about that too. Like 2022 sounds forever off. And then I realized, no, that's next year. <laughs> so like, they're one yeah. season away. It's um, like 14 or 15 months from now, they'll be playing. Yeah. Yeah. So from everything I've heard, Sacramento is a really awesome soccer town. Like they really. Yeah. They enjoy their soccer there, so that's cool. Um, it's also kind of cool that we'll get two California teams at the same time. Yeah. Um, there'll be kind of a natural rivalry there, which one of my favorite things in sports is rivalries in general. So mm-hmm. you kind of have that natural built-in thing right there, which I think is uh, it's pretty cool. And you need um, more West Coast teams out there. You need more West Coast teams out there. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we've got half the league is out there. Well, I guess half the league will be out there when we get there. Um, also the team formerly known as the Utah Royals previously before that known as Kansas city. (laughs) And now again, they're Kansas city. Welcome back to KC. Um, they have got a new logo. So Tom, what do you think about that logo? Um, I'll be excited when they finish it. (laughs) <laughs> I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, no. The like the color scheme is great. Uh, right. A pal on Twitter at Snacks Bautista, he said it has a real good like political campaign logo feel. Right. It definitely has like that. Um, first, I thought it was like an independent candidate, but then I think it was like the Elizabeth Warren color scheme. Actually, mm-hmm. it had that kind of like greenish purplish color to it, where it was kind of different. You didn't really see that from a lot of Democratic uh, candidates, but. Now, they've had, they haven't had a lot of time. So a little background, like Utah, they hosted the NWSL Challenge Cup. Right. But then their owner had a lot of issues with like sexism and racism and just kind of dinosaur archaic like thinking. He had a lot of, uh, he talked a lot about San, uh, Salt Lake City or Real Salt Lake, excuse me, who he owns them also. Um, he had a lot of things to say about uh, people not coming to matches, people standing, or uh, the players kneeling during the anthem. Right. Um, so all of this stuff came out about executives, the owner, and they, NWSL was pretty much, hey, you're selling the team. You're not going to be owners anymore. Good. And nobody in Utah, I guess, um, stepped up. And this Kansas City group kind of swooped back in. So that was all, I mean, the NWSL Challenge Cup, that was in May of last oh year. Was it really? So they, yeah, they haven't had a whole lot of time to get this team off the ground. So, uh, Brian, what did you think about the logo? My snide remarks aside, what did you think? Um, well, I'm, I have kind of a side snide remark about it too, but I have two thoughts, two kind of conflicting thoughts. First of all, I love the color scheme. 
Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. Like, it's almost like a teal blue. Um, I was a longtime Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So I'm used to kind of, uh, kind of that teal color. So it's, and that's what almost what that color is. It's a little bluer probably than, than it is green from a teal standpoint, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at colors. Alyssa had the, uh, the Neither big, Alyssa had the big Crayola pack when she was a kid. So she'll probably tell me the exact like name of that color if I showed it to her, but yeah. um, I saw somebody and so I, I am stealing this joke, but I saw somebody on Twitter said that the logo kind of looked like um, a create a team logo in like Madden. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's a little bit of truth to that. Like it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of generic to be honest. Like I hope that, I hope they're still working on it. Like kind of, like you said, like, I hope they're, they're going to play around with it a little bit and maybe figure that out. Cause I think there's, there's opportunity. One thing I'll say about the, like being an NWSL fan now, having been a fan for almost a year, We've, we've yeah, kind we're of getting, almost reaching a year. Yeah. Um, the, the logos and the kits and the social media presence from the NWSL is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll keep working on that. Like, I think there's some really smart, really good marketing people in the end up in that kind of NWSL throughout the league. So I, I, I feel confident that they'll improve on that a little bit. Um, I have an idea. I have an idea. I think, well, no, my idea is horrible. Never mind. I th- I remembered Yuki being traded to one of the new teams, but it was Louisville. I guess you don't want a Louisville player designing the Kansas City logo. Also, you can still hire her. Louisville's logo and color scheme and everything is perfect. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that one. Oh, I, I got my I got my new teams confused. There's been so many transactions with the draft yesterday and all these trades over the last few weeks. My brain got my brain got twisted up. Speaking uh, of transactions and drafts, that's one hell of a segue, Thomas. Hey, how um, much does a segue? <laughs> Enough to hey. break the ice. <laughs> now it's time for my kind of nwsl news see what i did there oh i did (laughs) a little chicago red stars news so first of all so here's here's one thing i've learned um this off season this being really our first full off season as red stars fans right um rory likes to deal rory's not rory's not standing pat rory's out here like um making deals he's trading he's wheeling dealing wheeling dealing (laughs) it's like it's like, man, if you if you want a boring off season where nothing happens, the Red Don't Stars are not Chicago. for you. Do <laughs> not follow Chicago because Rory is not messing around. I mean, last night I watched the first ten picks of the of the draft, give or take, and I think Chicago made like three deals related <laughs> to the first ten picks of that draft, either before the draft or during the draft. Like it was, Rory's not messing around. So. Um, which I like, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially being somebody who loves drafts in general. Yeah. I love that. We kind of made some deals around the draft. I just, that always does it for me. Um, because even like you're about to say, like before the draft, they made a big trade that made them lose some draft picks. Absolutely. But, like they went into last night, I think having only like maybe two or three draft picks and they ended the night drafting five players. So they definitely were, they were not messing around. As somebody who's watched a ton of NFL drafts over the years, I've probably watched bits and pieces of the last 
20 NFL yeah. drafts. It reminded me of how the Patriots always do it. Bill Belichick is constantly mm-hmm. trading back. We're going to trade back, get some more picks, trade back, get some more picks. Bunch of those picks later, we're going to move up, get after yeah. what we want. So um, they did trade some picks before the drafts. So they th- traded three first-round picks over the next two years over to Sky Blue FC, our good friend uh, Brian Lenoy's favorite team. Shout, Shout out to out David to and Brian. David, and, David Carver and Brian, too. Oh, You're not going to get invited to the video game pad. Oh my if you God! Don't throw yeah. his name out onto the pod. David Carver, good our good friend David Carver, uh, <laughs> who has apparently an awesome video game arcade set up in his basement. You gotta follow him on the Insta, man. He's got it. He's got it. Log into the Brian Me Insta every once in a while. You're gonna see all the cool stuff he has down there. It's pretty legit. No, I've seen it. It's sweet, man. I need to get over there and play. Uh, <laughs> Post something so, too. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we did uh, we did send send those picks over to Sky Blue FC for World Cup champion. And forward Mallory Pugh and midfielder Sarah Killian Woldmo. So Man. not not bad at all when you're <laughs> when you have four World Cup winners on your team and none of them have left for Europe, at least not yet. Fingers crossed. Oh man. I no, I, I, I think I missed no there. We have five World Cup winners. I I, I, I lied. We have a listen there. Yep. Julie Ertz. Yep. Uh Go, uh, Gattro. Mo, Mo Brian Gatro. Mo, Mo Brian Gatro. Mo Gatro. Um, which is not how you pronounce it, but it's just more fun to say it that way. Mo Gatro. Um, Gatro. And then Tierna Davidson and Mallory Pugh. I lied. Yeah, no, we, we have five. We what have the five, heck am yeah. I thinking? I can't count. I'm going to blame Thomas on that because he made the outline. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thomas, before we kind of talk about the draft, what do you think of, the, of those trade? Of that trade? I mean, what? what's not to like about it? Yeah. What's not to like about it? If you look down the roster last season, and um, you had pretty much Rachel Hill and Clea Watt. Clea Watt, they, they were the two that were on the offensive. They were the forwards last year. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately for Kelia, she had kind of slower start when it came to goal production, which at her position – that's what they expect. They expect right. her to score some goals. Um, so the fact that you bring in Mallory Pugh now who she came back from some injury concerns and some problems with that, but she's young. She's the second youngest world cup winner actually behind our other player, Tierna David said, I, I think bringing in another forward was a good move. I think yeah. that um, I think with Watt and Pugh there, and it gives a lot of players underneath them in terms of maybe, skill set or just ability to um, fight for their position and I think it makes everybody under you that much better like you see that with the Columbus crew you saw that this year with Caleb Porter for right. folks who are Columbus fans maybe you don't watch as much NWSL or like they brought in Chris Cadden and that he was a young kid from the championship in England you know the motherland of soccer England everyone there's an aura around these players and all that did it so it, it seemed to fire up Harrison Awful because the the guy never got benched for him and he right. never lost his starting position. So if you bring in these players like Pew, that it's going to be hard not to start her. I think if she's yeah. healthy and into and in the system, which Rory, when we interviewed um, Danny and Keelia last year, we you kind of hear the kind of coach he is. And if you watch the challenge cup, you can definitely hear what kind of coach he is. He's very loud and he's very <laughs> yeah. in your face. Um, so as long as that all 
blends well together. I mean, he didn't bring her in because he doesn't want to start her because he doesn't want to play her. Right. You know, we, you talked about wheeling and dealing. He go back over the last few years and look at all the trades that have been made to make this team what it is right now. Like Rory doesn't, they're not messing around. The front office in Chicago is not messing around. So I, I think it's, that's a huge deal. That's probably the biggest deal that we've seen in the league outside of players leaving to go to Europe, but yeah. outside of, you know, the big world cup winners who all went over there, but in league, uh, that's, that's the biggest move of the off season. It's, Nowhere it's, close. It's a big move. I mean, it, it really is. You're bringing somebody in who's got that experience, who has been productive. Um, she's been productive, you know, for the women's national team. She's been productive, um, you know, in the league past and, and yeah, she had a rough season with, you know, with in, you, injuries, she was injured um, mm-hmm. previously, but she's still only 22. Like you've been hearing her name for so long um, because, she, you know, because she's good and because she's played for the women's national team so long, but she's still only 22. Forever. I know. She's not, and she's only that. Yeah. I, I compare it to as a Spurs fan, like Delhi, right. You've been mm-hmm. hearing Delhi's name for years. He's only 24. Yeah. Except she has trophies. Right. Well, you know, she's won something. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was no, that's, no, that's no, I know fine. what you're saying. I, I we know got the rid exact... of Savannah McCaskill and we got rid of, I know Yuki, she got hurt in the challenge cup, but Savannah McCaskill, she was outside of that red card <laughs> early in the uh, kind of phase two of NWSL. Right. Like she was coming into her own. She had some big yeah. moves, big assists throughout the season, throughout the challenge cup and beyond. And I thought she was kind of making a name for herself when they brought yeah. her in with high hopes and it kind of, uh, didn't really turn out as much as they wanted it to, but losing them, bringing her in is a, it's a, a, it's an improvement. I'm not trying to shoot down the prior players that left because I know we're new to the team, but just seeing the skill that Pew has, it's the team is not worse. <laughs> They're much, no, much better. Well, from and this. I, you know, I, we've talked a lot about Pew, but I think also bringing in a player like, you know, Sarah Woldmo, who, you know what? I'll be honest. I didn't know a ton about her previously, but I did do some research on her, and they actually meant, they were talking about this trade during the draft last night, which I watched. Um, and they mentioned she she is I think in the top five as far as players that have played the most games in the NWSL. Wow. Um, you know she has been with Sky Blue for five years. Um, was their captain previously? Um, before she left, she 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 wore the armband. So I think bringing in somebody else with that much experience, she's who's played a lot of matches, who has been a leader, um, that can only, I think, help the chemistry for the team, that can help the experience for the team. Hopefully that's maybe something that can push them toward, uh, you know, again, a victory, right? Yeah. Getting that, getting that, uh, getting that championship. We want the chip, man. I mean, you have, uh, you know, healthy Casey Short coming back, who just like bombs up and down the field, yeah, and just her. like covers the whole field. And then you have Watt, who is again going back to the interview last year. Danny Colaprico is happy to bring her on because it's hard to stop her. She's fast and she's right. quick. Like the, it's going to be really exciting to watch. And not even to me- not even mentioning like the players that they drafted last night. It- but we it's will. It's going to be an exciting team to watch. Oh, I think we are. Um, so we we did talk about the draft last night, which, like I said, I, I did some watching of. So um, we did. We were originally slated to pick sixth. Shout out to Jordan. By the Ooh. way, Jordan Angeli heard she did an amazing job last night. My my wife got LASIK surgery yesterday, so I was kind of 
tending to needs throughout the day. So I, I unfortunately was not able to watch. I was just following the, the picks live. Jordan was great. Um, so what Jordan did, she wasn't a part of the kind of overall analysis of the show, um, like in the studio. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Lori and Marissa um, were in the studio. But what they had Jordan on for is she interviewed um, the players after they were drafted, which she's fantastic at. I mean, we all know how great Jordan is. If you've listened to this pod or if you followed the crew, yeah, she's the best of the best. Um, but she, she was a highlight, man. I mean, she was really having a, you could tell she was really enjoying like getting to be that first person that talked to those players. She has a personality too. Like just that smiling, laughing at everything you say, making, you know, that like she makes you the center of attention. Oh, and she did. I mean, she was getting the, you know, the families. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's over zoom. Like we're at either the player. I think most of the players were at home. A few of the players were like with their college teams. Mm-hmm. And so she's getting the families involved. She's getting the, the college teams, you know, involved. I mean, she's getting, she's, you could tell she was having as much fun as the players were. Um, yeah, she was definitely a treat. So um, we were slated to draft sixth overall uh, in the draft, but, as we talked about, Rory wheeling and dealing, making moves. Um, we did make a trade uh, with Portland. Uh, Portland moved up, and we moved back one spot, and we ended up drafting Madison Haley. Um, she is a forward, played at Stanford, which um, is a powerhouse in women's good. college soccer. I mean, it's a school that's won – well, she won two college cups <laughs> in her four years there, if that tells you anything. So – and she was very productive in those mm-hmm. games. So again, you're bringing somebody in who has been productive, um, albeit you know on a lower level, um, but who has that winning mindset, right? Like she's won. Like she's mm-hmm. been there. She's won where she's been. Um, her dad, random piece of trivia. Her dad is uh, NFL Hall of Famer Charles Haley. Um, played with Two the Cowboys. Pro Sport Hall of Famers. In the same first round, their kids were drafted in NWSL draft. That's crazy. That is, it's a really, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. Like, yeah, it's really cool to see two, uh, you know, all-time greats at their sport um, have their daughters who are, you know, obviously great athletes in their own right, and who are here like blazing their own, like blazing their own trail. Like that's yeah. one pet peeve of mine with that, though. And I'm gonna Uh-oh. call out. I'm going to call off the media, you know, as we do sometimes on the show. When you report that, list the player's name first. I got really annoyed seeing Dennis Rodman's daughter. I saw some where it was literally Dennis Rodman's daughter drafted. (sighs) Didn't even put her name in the headline. I I would say that's – do you think that's worse or slightly not as worse as when they say J.J. Uh, Watt's wife traded to Chicago. Like, which one do would you say is worse? They're, they're both, both pretty, awful. They're both pretty damn bad. Um, it's just like they're people oh, in their God. own rights. Like, it's not – it's, again, she is Dennis Rodman's daughter. Cool. She is. That That's a fact. Yeah. That's not the lead. The lead is she was drafted. Yeah. Like, she, not – Dennis Robin's daughter. And I'm saying, I keep saying she because I'm blanking on her first name and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's okay. But like, whenever we talk about like Madison Haley, the title should say Madison Haley drafted by Chicago, 
no. Madison Haley also happens to be, yeah, her father's an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, which is a really long headline. I felt like Leslie Nope talking to. Uh, talking to the the reporter and giving her these really really long headlines and that reporter's name in real life is allison becker so there is a lot of liverpool stuff that happens with her there's also the office where michael scott's like company apologizes to most valued client some people still know how business is done (laughs) exactly no same exact way but no i i i see what you're saying because that's just it really diminishes all the hard work that they do. Cause they like, she didn't get that job. Like she didn't get that from, um, from luck. Like, yeah, Damn Dennis it. Rodman didn't just say, right. Hey, you know, put my daughter into, into college and put her on the U S youth team and get her drafted at NWC. No, she did all the hard work herself. She is a matter her of dad's fact, out in North Korea. She's, she's <laughs> going to say, I don't, if I remember right, I don't know that Dennis Rodman is particularly, involved very much in her life anyway, like i think yeah, uh, yeah. i i couldn't tell you anything outside of you know right what the media says but no i even just looking through the headlines like you said it it's prevalent it's prevalent but no right. trinity rodman second pick in the draft is is no joke like this is a people consider nwsl i know europe is kind of catching up because they're able to play each other and they have all this money fluctuating into this into the leagues and stuff now right. but the nwsl is not a slouch of a league it's yep. up there with your you know fa um women's super leagues it's up there with you know uh the league out in germany and in france and now you see spain where real madrid has their team build up and barcelona is playing um, a women's side too like NWSL is no slouch. So the fact that she gets drafted, it's not because of somebody throwing their name into the ring and helping them get to that point. She's worked her ass off. So congratulations to Trinity, but then also more congratulations to Madison who came to Chicago. I have to stretch that because I'm not going to give too much credit to John Corleone and the spirit. Nah, Uh, unfortunately for Trinity, she went to the wrong team. Yeah. because you know madison haley who did like one of our posts on twitter congratulating her by the way just gonna throw Salt that to out the there earth. you gotta you know, like those people who you know support the the small the small media outlets like us the, the little man uh she's out here uh representing the you know helping out the little man so we appreciate yeah. that but uh, no i'm really excited to see to see what she can accomplish i think she's coming to a team obviously with a lot of experience a lot of um, a lot of talented players, but at the same time, like she's coming in a position of need. I mm-hmm. think we're, we're, we need attacking help. Like we need scoring help. Like that's something we struggled with. Um, and, you know, in the challenge cup at times, even, and then in the restart in particular, with scoring yeah. goals. I mean, yeah. so if we can get somebody in, that's going to help us score goals. Like she's got an opportunity, I think, to get some playing time. Yeah. Um, which is, which is really exciting. So, Real quick, um, we'll run through a few of the other players that we drafted. Um, 18th overall, so the second round, we grabbed Kelsey Turnbow. Uh, she's also a forward, so it's clear where uh, where Rory <laughs> thought our position of need was. Uh, she's out of right. Santa Clara, uh, out in Cali. Um, we, we went pretty West Coast heavy in the first few rounds, actually. So yeah. uh, 25th overall, we had Brianna Alger. She's out of Washington State. She's a defender. So Rory's, okay. you know, Rory's like, all right, we, we – Bring in some defenders as well. Bit, yeah. We need a little help to, you know, somebody to learn. 
uh, 32nd overall, uh, brought in Channing Foster. She is also a forward and midfielder. So, you know, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, she's out of Ole Miss Ole down in Miss. Mississippi. Mississippi. And then uh, 35th overall, we grabbed uh, Alyssa Gorzak. She is a forward. Surprise, surprise. And uh, <laughs> she was a Virginia Cavalier. So, yeah. uh, real quick, Thomas, what is what is the our draft strategy tell you about what Rory thinks our positions of need are? <laughs> I think we need to score more goals. I think he feels confident in having, you know, uh, Julie Ertz and Nair and Casey Short hit. I think he likes the defensive players that we have out there. I think he wants uh, the offensive players to be um, on watch. I think he wants everybody yeah. to be on watch and be like, hey, you know what? We need to score goals. And we have a lot of people who are coming in that have scored goals. At, you know, you have, you talked about powerhouses with Stanford, but, you know, University of Virginia, they're no, they're no slouch either. I mean, we had Mo and Danny coming from the, uh, the Who's over at University of Virginia. So you're not bringing in slouches in the draft. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason. I think if the players don't start, which I think to having a, a an experienced coach, he knows which players he can ride with based on experience, and he knows right. which player, and he knows the team more than we obviously do. Um, but I, I think that having all of this young talent in there is really gonna uh, gonna push it. So I'm I'm gonna be watching really closely to the offense this season to see if it improves. Although last year it was kind of crazy. It was not a normal season by any means, but still got score goals. You know, Thomas, here's some hard-hitting uh, analysis for you. What? Um, if you score more goals than the other team. Hold on. I need to get a pen and pencil. Hold on. Yeah, if okay. you score more goals than the other team, you're typically going to win. That, that seems to check out. <laughs> So it seems to check out. I think we're going to see if that is the case this season. That's the kind of analysis you can only get here on Bryant and me. Bryant and me, the podcast your mother warned you about. I'm excited, man. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I wish we didn't have to wait till May uh, uh, to see him play. It's going to be a long time to wait. Oh, I know. But that's okay. Get training together. Uh, get healthy. Hopefully yeah. get, uh, get some more vaccines rolling out. We're talking to you, Pfizer and Moderna. Get those get the vaccines rolled out. Let's move it. I want to go to I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to Louisville. Yeah, to see some some damn in stars red or in in person red stars to action. But before we go on to the next topic, we're going to announce our guest. We have to congratulate a person who is very uh, fond to those who f- call the Red Stars their team within the Chicago local one thirty four. Maggie Zubek, she was on the show twice last season. Great person, really has a bad judge and character for being on our show twice. But other <laughs> than that, has been one of like, she's been running the Chicago Local 134. And it's a group effort, but she was at, you know, the president level. She was running it day to day, all these different things that they were doing, all the different initiatives, sending out um, different banners to the team out of the Challenge Cup, supporting the club from afar. Um, and then also, all the years supporting in person in Chicago, she stepped down from her leadership position. She's still in the local 134, but she's not leading it anymore. Just want to give our uh, hats off to you, Maggie, because honestly, we wouldn't be Red Star supporters if it wasn't for you. We wouldn't have joined the local yeah. 134 if it wasn't for the work that you and your counterparts were doing within the club. 
And I'm sorry, we're really quiet on the Slack channel, but we don't have much to say anyway, as you can tell, because we have a podcast. So here, congratulations here, to Maggie. I'll, I'll drink to that. Here, here. All right, Brian. <laughs> we're going to talk about some Liverpools and some Tottenhams and some FA Cups and some coin flips. But before I do, before we do, I should say, we are going to have on a special guest next week. Our first guest of 2021. Huzzah! Let's go. Let's go. Starting off on a on a real high. We ended the year with Chris Doran. We ended the year on a high. And now we're starting 2021. We're like bringing it up a notch. Next yeah. week, we are going to have on the Kevin Bacon of Twitter. Ooh. Kelsey Trainer. She writes about sports, watches a ton of sports. She's a lawyer. She used to also write on TV. She is going to hop on the pod to talk about all different things going on within the sports world, women's sports. She became a Liverpool supporter, um, mm. Liverpool women's supporter this season. Want to check and see how that's going. She is everywhere. If you're not following her online, you should probably start. Um, but Kelsey, she's a great follow, always writes amazing stuff. I'm really excited to have her on to get her uh, thoughts on different things within the sporting world. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that as well. She's going to just like our guests typically do. She's going to come on and make us sound a lot smarter than we actually are. See, that's the only reason we bring on the guests because it makes our show look much better, but at the same time we could bring on anybody and it can make our show better. So the fact that we bring on people that are like, we are, but we're bringing on people that even like respectable podcasts have on. That's true. So we're bringing like people that we should not even be getting to that bar. We shouldn't even be getting to them, but we do. And you know why so we no. do Thomas? Because Did, we I'm ask gonna, nicely. I'm going to loop this back. You remember what your word for the year was? Try. Try. And you know why they come on? Because we try, we ask them. And Very nicely. And so many of them just happen to say yes. They could just, you know, leave us on red, and some do, yeah. um, or they could say no. Who the hell are you? Get away from me! Um, and I wouldn't. I'd rather you from- leave me on red than say no, because if I ask you and you never reply, I'm fine with that. Because I ask you and I think it's not going to happen, and then I just move on. We're amazed right. at how many people say yes. And honestly, it was soon after I graduated, and it was a night where like my inhibitions were a little bit lower. Were you so in your I cups? threw out a lot of <laughs> invites to the. <laughs> I was uh, I was a few cups in, um, so I was throwing out invites to a lot of different folks, people that I genuinely wanted to, but also sure. people that I normally wouldn't have the courage to just say, "Hey, can you be on our stupid little podcast?" I didn't. I had a little. I had a lot more liquid courage that night um, to ask a few people actually to be on. And Kelsey, I, I'm so pumped. We probably should have asked her like months ago. Probably when the women's super league started, but uh, I'm pretty pumped to to have her on now. Uh, once I got the courage to ask. And that drunken night when you were asking people to come on is why in three weeks we're going to have <laughs> President Elect Joe Biden <laughs> here on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, we're not going to have Joe Biden <laughs> on our podcast. We are nowhere close to an Amtrak station, so there's no way he could even get on the show. Am I that's on mute? Of, that's a bunch of malarkey, Thomas. That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> you damn dirty apes no that's Trotton heston yeah Close i don't enough. know what that was <laughs> okay let's talk let's hop across the pond let's talk about some goings-on with liverpool and tottenham i'm going to start us off with some liverpool chat all right this, uh, we talked about the red stars now we're going to talk about 
the women and men in red. So Liverpool women, unfortunately, they missed their last match because of the vid. Um, really didn't come at a great time either in terms of, well, any anytime the vid comes around, it's not a good time. And I hope all the players are safe. They just started getting back to practice today. I saw some pictures back at practice. So fingers crossed that, you know, everyone's safe. I haven't seen any updates on specific players because that's also private information. Um, there was also this whole thing. I don't know if you're following Bryant online, but there was this big Dubai issue with players from Man City. They all went to Dubai on a business trip, mm-hmm. but they posted a lot of pictures, you know, on the beach, hanging out in swimsuits and big groups and stuff. As um, one does. As one does when you're on a business trip. Right. So while England was locked down, these players went to Dubai. And guess what they came back with outside of Instagram pictures and memories? Um, I'm going to guess it wasn't uh, uh, lots of fun souvenirs. No, it was COVID. So um, Man City's match was actually uh, postponed because of that. I don't know anything about why Liverpool players happened. I think, I assume everybody was still in England, but maybe time will tell on that. Um, When it came to the table at the moment, they were down, um, they were down five points uh, to Leicester City in third place. So Liverpool did not play this weekend which means that they're going to have some match congestion. Leicester City did play, and they won. So now Leicester is up eight points with a game in hand and only roughly about seven matches, I think, seven to eight matches left. Um, so really, really hoping for Liverpool to be able to come back. But then I signed online, I think it was two days ago. I forget the specific day. I'm trying to uh, black it out at this point. But I got onto Twitter, the first thing on the feed, was that Liverpool's manager, Vicky Jepsen, has left the team. I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, God, no. <laughs> because she's been with Liverpool in some capacity, whether it's a youth coach. I mean, there are players on the team now that she coached at the youth level that are on the women's team now. She's been with Liverpool for 12 years, one way or another. And she's been managing the club uh, for about a year and a half, two seasons at this point. She's been the manager of the club. Mm. And this season, things were actually looking pretty good. Although we yeah. were down five points to Leicester, we still had, you know, another match against them. We just got dropped from the uh, Super League, which was probably a little unjust. But as you're going to find out when we talk about the FA Cup, um, the FA is not always going to be just when it comes to women's soccer. Um, they got demoted whenever they were really finding their form last season, and they likely could have gotten back into a position where they stayed up. So you get demoted we're down a few points. We just missed a match because of COVID. And now the manager is leaving. I mean, I look at it one of two ways, and this is from an outsider looking in. I have no insider information whatsoever. Liverpool tells me nothing, but what I think is one, either the team isn't in first place and hasn't looked super great as of late. We've lost some leads. We've had some draws. So maybe the team was looking in a new direction because to Liverpool's credit, they have started to air the home matches on their Liverpool social media. They have brought in, you know, a team doctor. They put a little bit of money into it. They still haven't had them in the uh, the Kirby, which I found out from a good friend, Joe, who runs the Liverpool Women Supporters Group online. We said Kirkby in our last episode when I gave her uh, in the group kind of uh, a good job for all the great work they're doing. I got a message that it's actually pronounced Kirby mm. and you leave out the second K. 
why don't you just spell it K-I-R-B-Y? Why do you spell it Kirkby if it's Kirby? I digress, but they don't have them in the training facility. But outside of that, they have looked like they've cared a little bit. So maybe they got rid of Jepson just because the results weren't there and they expected Liverpool to be in first place and really knocking on the door to getting that promotion. Or maybe she was frustrated because Liverpool, while they are supporting them, you see Man City and Chelsea and Man United really opening up their pockets and really investing a ton of money into the team. Maybe she was frustrated that Liverpool has kind of been doing from the outside looking in bare minimum. I think showing your team's matches and giving them medical facilities and giving them medical staff is the bare minimum your team should be doing. So maybe she left out of annoyance. Maybe it's a combination of both. I don't know, but um, as you can tell, it hasn't been a great couple of weeks. Uh, in the Liverpool world when it comes to their uh, women's championship side. That's yeah. So no, no real, I mean, I did see, uh, you know, on Twitter, I know you shared some stuff and you had commented on it. So there's really no, like um, it's a mutual parting, but there's no like, that's rum- what it says. Yeah. It's well, it, it says that a lot of times, but well, there's no rumors. Rumors only happen in the men's game because the Liverpool echo and the Liverpool uh, yeah. red men TV and stuff, they only talk about the men's game rumors. They only, you know, try to um, wax poetically about what's happening in the U 18s and some kid from, you know, Uganda, who's really looking promising at 13 years old. They don't think about that stuff for the women's side. They don't, even the yeah. uh, the Red True. Men section that talks about the women's game, there's this idea that we always have to be super positive about the women's game. We just have to be happy for the support that they get. But that I, I call Joe Biden malarkey on that. That's a little bit of malarkey. Uh, there are no rumors because it's kind of like, okay, she left the team. It's of mutual interest. Nobody's going to dig. We move right. on. That's what happens That's, in the women's game. You don't get yeah. rumors. You don't get... Um, people hinting about things for weeks and then something happens i was so caught off guard that she left or was let go i heard nothing about it until that point yeah well let's pivot to the men's side um who wants to know what's going on there sure let's do it uh so liverpool is down to midfielders playing center back of course because we lost lost virgil van dyke over the last couple of weeks michael oliver who was the uh, referee of that match admitted that they should have given Jordan Pickford a red card, which does nothing in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Joe Gomez is out all season, of course. Matt Teep, he gets hurt from just waking up in the morning. Um, so, same. I think with all of that, Liverpool's recent results and the reason Man, Man United is at number one is because their defense, au contraire, au contraire, Liverpool has only given up four goals in the last six matches. But in the Premier League, in their last three matches outside of the seven to zero shellacking they put on Crystal Palace. Liverpool has scored. Don't look at the outline, Brian. How many goals do you think Liverpool scored in the last three matches combined? Um, let's go with last how many matches? I'm sorry, four? Three. Three, three matches. I'm gonna go with three. One. They scored one goal in three Ooh, matches combined. And that great. is with Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, uh, Bobby Firmino, all healthy, all playing. <sighs> well, anyway, as I, as I said that's earlier, that's how it Thomas, is as a Liverpool supporter right now. Um, not a great beginning of the season. 
with the with the hard hitting analysis that I gave earlier. Um, if you score more goals than the other team, <laughs> you're going to win the game. Thank you. <laughs> so, what they need to do, score more goals. And this weekend, hopefully, they do because they are actually going to play against the number one team. In all of the Premier League, Man United. They're going to play against Ole. Ole's at the wheel, and we're going to play him this Sunday, which is a pretty exciting match. Pretty exciting match. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, um, Liverpool men not looking great. But, again, if they don't win a trophy this year, do I care? No, they won four trophies in the last year and a half. I'm such a content Liverpool supporter. If I were to complain about their current form, it would be completely ignoring their European Cup, their Premier League title, their uh, Super League Cup, their FIFA Club World Cup. They've won so many trophies. Like I'm such a tormented Cleveland sports fan that I'm still living off the high of the 2016 NBA Finals. Like I'm still having come down from that. So if Liverpool men don't win a trophy... I don't give a crap. I care more about Liverpool women getting promoted right. than I do about anything going on in the Liverpool men's side. Yeah, I'm not gonna feel struggle to feel too bad for you if you don't uh, if you don't win a trophy or anything. I'm not this gonna year. feel bad either. But Which, let's go into feeling bad, Brian. <laughs> let's not talk about Liverpool. How's Tottenham been doing? Well, speaking of feeling bad, um, real quick, you know, you mentioned that there's a big match this weekend, right? Liverpool and and Man United. Man, can't wait to see that match, and that that's gonna be at 12:30 on NBC Sports, right? Where everyone around the world can or even on NBC, the main channel where everyone in the world can get excited and, and tune uh, in to watch it, right? Uh-oh. I don't think it is, Bryant. What do you mean, Thomas? What what's it what's it going to be on? I can't if I say the word, I think I'm going to get trolled just from saying it out loud. Peacock. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother rant for another time, but that's such garbage. I mean, yeah. you've got two of the most, two of the biggest marquee names in the sport, in the world. You could say the two, in England, the two biggest. Oh, in England, the two biggest for sure. And yeah. probably two of the top five in the world, because you're going to throw in the the two Spanish giants, maybe, maybe you know, Bayern, something would, like that. I would say two of the top six. Yeah. I would say, you know... uh Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, um, Liverpool, Man United. I would put, um, I would put uh, Juve in there. Yeah, I'd put you know, Juve in there too. And easily... that's probably disrespecting um, some of those big clubs down in Brazil. But you know, in terms of the best players playing in the best leagues, I would say those six teams are right. In name wise, biggest so, names. So this is the perfect opportunity. Throw some advertising behind it. You've got one in one and two in the league, two huge names, ton of history. It's a rivalry. Like it's two teams that don't like each other. No. And you're going to put it on Peacock. We're only people that are paying whatever <sighs> the amount, cause I didn't, I didn't buy it. Um, so whatever the amount is, you're putting it behind a paywall. I mean, it's such a missed opportunity to grow that game in this country. It's, they just anyway um I speaking really of mad at the beginning of the season with peacock real quick i got mad at the beginning of the season i said i'm not gonna buy peacock i'm not gonna do it i went back into my like high school early 20s punk phase where i was like no screw the man i i have peacock and brian uses my password <laughs> i definitely do um it still sucks um and they shouldn't be doing it but yeah no, we, they we shouldn't because i want to watch spurs um speaking of watching spurs um, one thing I've watched Spurs do a lot recently, they have a tendency lately to uh, to 
to drop points. Um, so what? Yeah, we'll we'll start with the fellas. Yeah, that was that was well done. Thank um, you. Appreciate. So the Jose Mourinho style of football lately has been score early, um, sit back on a one goal lead because you're never you're not going to give up the equalizing goal. You're always going to anytime you go into a, with a one goal lead and you score early, you're always just going to keep that goal, right? Like you're always going to win one nil. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, no, they, uh, they don't do it. Um, are one of the local, uh, Spurs clubs here in, uh, here in Ohio, the Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio Spurs, um, posted a meme that was, uh, Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. And he <laughs> says, uh, we've given away a one goal lead late again. again. <laughs> and it's, man, it's, it's Groundhog Day. Like this team, I don't know if this is because, of course, Jose is going to say it's the players. Um, it's not his he's in third season Jose form. Yeah, yeah, he's he'll be gone at the end of the season. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Um, it's it's one of those things, man. Like from a style of football, it's it's so hard to watch. I mean, it's it's really really hard to watch. But you know what? If you win, mm-hmm. I'll forgive it. But if you're going to play that style of football and you're not going to win. And you're gonna drop points because you're because you're just gonna sit back and absorb against Fulham. Yeah. Against Fulham, like I, I, if you're gonna do that against Liverpool, okay, you know what they got that you know those three those they three the great attacking threats. Yeah, like yeah, if you're gonna do that team. against a team with that kind of attacking prowess, that's okay. I get it to an extent. I don't like it, but I get it. But this is Fulham. This is Fulham that was almost relegated last year. Mm-hmm that's in a relegation battle this year and you're gonna mm. and you're sitting back absorbing a one on a one nil lead like what in the hell are you doing score goals right but your one thing and you know Jurgen Klopp Jurgen Klopp's going for the throat Jurgen Klopp Jurgen Klopp will beat somebody seven nil he didn't give a damn <laughs> um and I, I you know I respect that now if I'm if I'm the opposing team and you're beating me six nil maybe I start going spikes high at somebody's knee but i'm probably a bad person um (laughs) only the women's teams aren't supposed to score that much and celebrate only the u.s women aren't allowed to do that right men's teams can do it oh is that is that the thing sorry i forgot that uh, forgot that dichotomy so yeah um just a lot of frustration a lot of giving up giving up one goal one goal leads a lot of ties a lot of draws against teams that we're clearly better than, you know, mm. we're sitting in sixth place right now, which ain't great. You were you know, in second we're, when you played Liverpool, I think, right? We were, and we were in first for a few days there too. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we had the Marine match. That was fun. That was all the good feels of the magic of the FA cup. That was a lot of fun. Um, so kind of talking about that, cause I guess we'll talk about the FA cup real briefly here. The good part of the FA Cup, I know I have to, I'll talk after I talk about the ladies, we'll get into the uh, the bad part of the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, Spurs did have a uh, a match against, I believe they're the they're in the seventh tier, eighth tier. is eighth, eighth tier. tier. Um, had a game against Marine FC, um, and in there was Liverpool. a re- yeah. yeah, they're they're just outside of Liverpool. Um, Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp actually sent them film. Um, from the Tottenham match, yeah, everybody's out to get Spurs. 
I see how it is. Um, and you know, we had the match against them, and, and that to Jurgen me was is, there. Did you see Jurgen was there? <laughs> somebody did bring a cardboard cut out of Jurgen, which was. Did you see the sign too? That's one of the because their houses are up against the stadium. Did you right. see the sign the woman had? No, I guess I missed that part. There was a sign of the woman had her backyard, and she's like, Jose. I'm recently divorced and I have a question for you. Can you give me Jurgen's phone number? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, sorry. Continue. Anyway, it, there was a lot of fun things happening yeah. around the match. Yeah. That's that to me is is legitimately, and I know we're gonna get, get at the bad side of the FA Cup on the lady side here in a minute. But that to me, as I've been a become a fan of the sport, particularly in England, things like that are, are kind of why I really enjoy the FA Cup and actually right. really want really want Spurs to win it. Because mm-hmm. I, I love the idea that these these like lower tier you know, you see third tier clubs and you see fourth tier clubs. You don't often see eighth tier, like eighth tier no, clubs like this get no. this far. But it's just so cool when you get to see these like lower level teams. And this makes their, I mean, these guys that, you know, with at Marine that Spurs played, these are not professionals. No, this is a, plumbers, sem- this is a semi-pro team. Like these guys are, these guys have day jobs. These are not guys that you know train full time and you know this, this isn't harry kane and this isn't you know son and this isn't you know delhi alley these are guys that like you said they're teachers and firefighters and plumbers and you know all kind mm-hmm. of stuff and seeing how excited they were and leading up to the match before it was unfortunately you know fans weren't allowed to be there seeing how excited that fan base was to on you know on social media to see to get to see a, a jose Mourinho who's won everywhere in the world to see a Harry Everything. Kane who yeah. is the captain of their national team in their stadium um, golden boot winner uh, for their national team in their stadium I mean that that's that's a big deal to some of those guys I mean those guys after the match you know wanted they they couldn't the Premier League and the FA has rules against players swapping jerseys after the match right covid everything else so the club actually brought extra kits that the players didn't wear so the so the players could exchange like tottenham brought extra kits so they could exchange players with the with the team i mean just little things like that jose Mourinho personally bought out of his money the uh, marines keeper a tottenham uh, goalkeeper's kit and then they, they sold like 30,000 virtual tickets, yeah, which all so went to Marine. Marine um, basically put something out there that said, hey, obviously we can't have our fans in the, in the stadium. This is, this was going to be a huge moneymaker for us. I mean, they were going to, this would be their, this would have been their highest attended game probably ever. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and, if, and if we had crowds and they made the FA draw that Marine went to t- Tottenham Hotspur Stadium like people love the FA Cup because you see them playing on these really small grounds and stuff I remember when I first started following Liverpool they played AFC Wimbledon at their small field before they moved to their new stadium now but they played them really well in the FA Cup they in the Premier League the team that hosts gets all the money they get the ticket sales they get all that in the FA Cup whenever if you're new to the kind of financials of it they split the tickets half and half right. at the FA Cup. So whenever these teams, especially whenever the American fans, we love watching Tottenham play at Marine Stadium. But if they would have made the draw that Marine had to go to Tottenham and they had a crowd there, yeah, that's Marine's like 
that's the financials budget. for probably two seasons. Yeah, when these like third tier teams go to, because I remember specifically when Liverpool played AFC Wimbledon, um, Liverpool was up one zero, and then Wimbledon tied it late in the match, yeah. and they were so excited because they're like, if there's a replay, our money for the season, we're good because Anfield's going to get us all the money we need for the season because they don't live on, you know, Anfield like budgets or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium like budgets. But Liverpool ended up winning the match at the end of the match, but. Um, it would have been great too if you know they could have played in front of a full stadium because that would have been amazing for that club just incredible but so they couldn't sell tickets obviously so what the club right. did is they put it out there on twitter hey we're gonna sell um virtual match tickets um we're gonna do um you know for 10 i think it was 10 pounds um you can buy a virtual match ticket and we're gonna put you in a raffle and they gave out like four different prizes i know one was like uh, you can be the manager for a game. Like, obviously, you wouldn't really manage the team, but stand on the sideline and, you know, go mm-hmm. out and, you know, do the pomp and circumstance. I think they gave away, like, a weekend in Liverpool, you know, all expenses paid. You know, just stuff like that, like cool little prizes. Um, so that spread on, you know, Marines social media. You know, obviously, again, they're a small club, but it spread over Spurs Twitter, um, which obviously there's a ton of people, and some of them are great people, and some of them are – not so much, no. but um, the really great people among Spurs Twitter, I think, really came out this this go around. Because, yeah, I think they sold the last I heard it was 20 some odd thousand oh, of those. Thousand. But that's still amazing. Oh, it's absolutely at 10, at 10 pounds a pop. I mean, that's 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 crazy. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's one of the things that's really made me um, fall in love with this sport. Like we talk about, we talked about when Chris was on, like the community that you see around, you know, football and soccer, whatever you want to call it. But it really, there's so much of that community of people like helping each other out and people being proud to help each other out. Uh, I saw a ton of people on Spurs Twitter too, who not only bought tickets, virtual tickets, they bought scarves, they bought kits, they bought wow, all kind of stuff from Marine. Um and so, yeah, I mean, it was just such a cool thing to see everybody like coming together. Um, <laughs> there was a campaign. So there's a uh, there's a blog, a Spurs blog I follow called uh, Cartilage Free Captain. Um, mm-hmm. One of the writers for the blog actually is a member of Columbus Spurs. Um, and they actually sponsored, got their logo on the leg of Marines pant of marine shorts Short, yeah there I was a that. that's awesome it was like get our name on their i don't remember what the hashtag was anymore but the campaign was basically get our name on their butts was uh and, <laughs> oh and god they raised it you know raised a ton of money that went to you know it all went to marine and they ended up if you watch them if you go back and watch the match you can see their name and logo on the shorts of the of the club so just you know really cool like a really cool moment spurs won five nil but they were always going to, I mean, that was always going to be a, a beat down again. These guys are, you know, plumbers and you know teachers yeah. and all that stuff. But just one of those things that uh, I think I really, I really enjoyed watching the match really enjoyed. Like it literally, like you said, it butts up to people's houses. So if you watch, they've actually got numbers along the side of the fence that surrounds the pitch. Cause it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, And the reason they have the numbers going down the side of the pitch is so that if the ball goes over the fence, they know, they know, who's, <laughs> they know which house to go knock <sighs> on the front door 
That's hilarious. To get their ball back. Like That's it's like awesome. when you're it's like when your kids and you know your ball goes in, you know, old man Johnson's house next door or something, and you gotta go knock on the door, hey, can we have our football back? You know, whatever it is. So That's awesome. Just those little seeing the fans like sitting in their backyards, like watching the match was just it was really cool. Um, a, a, a couple like parts of the match, a couple gameplay items. Uh, seeing um, on Twitter in the second half, I saw someone retweeted Marine's tweet, and they're like, "Gareth Bale is getting ready to come on." Gareth Bale, like yeah. they were so like, "Oh my God, Gareth Bale is going to play on our field in yeah. this little you know neighborhood outside of Liverpool." So they were really stoked. But I got to okay, everything was really great. There's a lot of positives surrounding this match. That first goal, Bryant, we texted about it <laughs> We in the Bryant's chat. We texted about it. Ball is already going over the line. And then this kid who we thought was an academy player, because that's how he acted, was as an academy player. He ran up and just drilled it into the back of the net. It's already going in. They have a still of the ball like right. on the white line. And his leg is back. Like he's going to kick it to freaking you know, Everton, he's going to kick it all the way to Everton stadium. He's going to kick it miles away and he makes the goal. And then he puts his, he crosses his arms like he did something. And then at the end of the match, he grabs the game ball. Like I'm the man of the match. And he's holding onto the ball. Like is his kid. And when I saw him do this, I thought, okay, you're playing Marine. You have a lot of young kids out there. Maybe this is the first time in a Tottenham shirt, first time playing pro sports and he just scored this goal and what did you tell me about this guy what did you tell me about king kong ain't got nothing on me player who scored uh, that goal he's a guy we brought in from uh, portugal he played at benfica who is you know one of the probably the one or two biggest club in portugal other than you got benfica and porto and that's about it Mm. in portugal uh he was the leading scorer in portugal's uh league last season he acted like he never scored a goal before he acted here's, like he never scored a goal. Here's one thing I'll say, and I'm not defending it because I don't think he should have done it. There's a time and yes, place. He does that at, at every time he scores, and supposedly it's a tribute to his mom who passed away. <sighs> I, I don't know how crossing your arms in Making front of – Making me feel bad. Thanks, Bryant. <laughs> I don't know how crossing your arms directly in front of the keeper is a tribute to your mom who passed away. As somebody who had a mom that passed away, I don't know that anytime I accomplish something – I would stand directly in front of someone and cross my arms and, but I'm not telling other Maybe people. his mom crossed his arms in front of him a lot. Cause she was annoyed at him being a little jerk sometimes. I mean, my mom did that a lot too, to be fair. <laughs> so did, to be fair. So did that. So did my mom. Um, so, you know, talking about, we've talked about the men quite a bit um, in terms of the ladies, we really haven't played much. I mean, we've had a ton uh, of games. We've had multiple games rescheduled, postponed due to COVID. Um, which, yeah. which has happened a lot in the WSL. A lot of, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of games have been rescheduled. Um, they're kind of extended really... Alana Kennedy. You extended, you extended some players who came we, over from NWSL. We did, which I'm really excited for because I, I, I think, long term, I think she's going to be a really good contributor. Unfortunately, we, uh, we couldn't keep our star player Alex Morgan. Um, but you know, I don't think that was ever going to happen anyway. Yeah, we, we um, talked about that in in detail last episode yeah which kind of stinks but you're not in the relegation zone anymore we're, at least you're not in last place we're not and i don't think we're really in any danger of of That's being rele- of being relegated this season we'll stay up i mean we're not we're not competing really for anything i think it's we're more playing for pride and more playing for mm-hmm. uh experience and development no, alex and morgan's playing for the pride 
I'm getting it confused. No, she's. I, I see what you did there. That's well done. Um, that wasn't so, in the outline either. I just came up with that off the top of my head. You know, they've they've had a their last two games. They did have a win and a draw. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're we're moving in the right direction. I mean, we're only I think at nine points. Yeah. And sitting in, uh, you know, we're sitting kind of middle of the table. So we're yeah, we're I mean we're seven points off the games in off, hand now off the relegation with games in hand i mean we're going to be fine as far as as far as staying up Hopefully um so i think you, from I for like me it. what i'm looking like for is is just to see them like let's build let's build some chemistry let's work on some things let's yeah let's try and get better um for hopefully to you know make, make a run at it next season let's see what we can do maybe bring some more players in and see what we can do next season i mean i think the club the club with bringing in somebody like alex morgan and then re you know re-upping alana kennedy uh, keeping her there. I think they've shown that they're willing to try some things um, yeah. to try and improve the squad. You know, um, if the rumors are true, Alex Morgan had a big hand in, in helping make sure that the women's team at least got, you awesome know, got story. to play at the, you know, the men's, uh, the men's facility to practice rather than men's facility. They're still playing. They're not playing in Tottenham Hotspur stadium, but you know, so, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I think the future's bright, but, you know, they got some, they've also got some things to work on. Yeah. Speaking of things to work on too, lesson we're going to talk about with footy over the, on the other side of the pond, that we're going to talk about the frozen pond here in the United States. That's going to be happening here in a couple of weeks. Um, so we talked about the FA cup. I um, did not watch the FA cup match for Liverpool. I didn't watch the FA cup match for Tottenham Marine. I, Liverpool one was cool. They won four to one. There was a kid on the Aston Villa side who scored his first goal. Um, and he was like a 16 year old or something like that. There a lot of COVID issues. So it was pretty much the U 18s facing off against the premier league champions. Um, that was cool. There are a lot of fun storylines. I, um, I'm not watching the FA cup this season. I, they decided in their infinite wisdom over at the FA that um, the men's matches were going to continue. Right. The youth FA Cup is going to continue on the men's side, but the women's FA Cup, the matches are not going to happen, but there's still going to be an FA Cup winner and there's still potentially going to be an FA Cup final and, and teams are going to make the FA Cup final. They're going to make it through the tournament via a coin flip. So professional women's soccer players, some of them playing for their national teams, you're probably going to have some U.S. players who, you know, have won World Cups. Right. Their tournament is going to be decided by the flip of the coin. Now, I understand COVID and all these different things going on. I understand that. But at the same time, you're still doing – they have the Continental Cup right now, which is kind of the equivalent of the Caribou Cup that we have on the men's side. That tournament's still going on. Leicester just won a match yesterday. It's still happening. But you're telling me the FA Cup for the women cannot continue and they're going to flip a coin to determine who wins. That is like, of all the positives that people give the FA for bringing all these players over and the teams are getting better and the leagues are getting better and now we're getting all this investment from the big clubs. To do that, that's just an embarrassment. I can't watch an FA Cup tournament that does garbage like that that's just ridiculous that's more of an insult than if you're gonna do that then just cancel it like seriously that's an insult i mean that's that's literally worse than canceling it is saying right that we're gonna decide it on a coin toss so what you're telling me is is technically you and i could walk out there and say 
obviously we're not women we're not a, a fa women's cup but you were and you we're and not I, athletes god god knows that's the truth um you and i could walk out there and we have just as good a chance because it's coin flip either way mm-hmm. so we could walk out there and hey we we're we're advancing in the fa women's cup because hey we, we we called heads <laughs> and they flipped it it's it's i mean it's it's nonsense i mean it's it's really it's it's trash i mean could you imagine if they did that on the men's side what would happen what we we talk about asterisks and stuff and i don't buy into the asterisks thing with liverpool or even the crew like sure they're my teams but they played matches everyone was on the same level none one yeah. team didn't have the benefits over another team outside of financially but that's business that's and that's a different part right but this is the one time where I'm like, no, if you won the FA Cup and you made it here based off of coin flips, this is definitely an asterisk. It just That's... it's an exhibition match. And you, you want to talk about the magic of the FA Cup. And even on the men's side over the last few years, you hear people saying, well, it doesn't have its luster anymore. It's kind of lost its shine that it used to have. This like this is like a, a punch to the gut. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like you you're not you're not That's... a competitive body if you're deciding things uh, deciding an entire game result based off a coin flip so i'm just not uh, i'm not a fan if if they did that what percentage of premier league in particular fan bases would riot oh man you've had you had people complaining about new newcastle signing not being uh, done and they went to the premier league headquarters and they went all crazy about it no it's it's ridiculous you'd have a lot of you'd have a lot of angry people i just have to sign off of all social media so i didn't see it it'd be so bad because it's 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 not it's it's an insult i mean it's it's honestly what it is it's it's an insult it's yeah it's unacceptable yeah that's Mm -hmm. so (sighs) let's move on to something that's happy (laughs) involving women's sports shall we yeah, let's move on to our last topic of the night. We've been talking a lot, but I've really enjoyed it. Again, this is more yeah. for you and me, Brian, than it is for anybody else. So if you're still with us, I appreciate it. We've had a lot of good time discussing stuff back and forth. I want to share a pretty awesome uh, tournament coming up starting January 23rd. If you are a hockey fan like Brian and myself, I know we don't talk about hockey a lot on here, but we we text each other about it. We tweet about hockey. We go to hockey matches a year. I think every year the Sharks have come here since we've known each other. We've at least gone to that one each season, plus many more. I think we've gone to at least a couple each year um, with the Blue Jackets in town. We are fans of hockey. And part of being fans of hockey is being fans of hockey as a whole. Thomas, do you like hockey? Do I like hockey? I like air hockey, field hockey, 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 all the time. Take shots. My my daughters and I, we used to go whenever they would let us go to sporting events. We started going to Ohio State women's hockey games, and we went back in 2016, and we've been going ever since because they're free parking, free tickets, and everything. But when you start going to one, you see like the talent that's on the ice. One thing that is a difference between well. I'm going to talk about the tournament first. Tournament coming up is the NWHL National Women's Hockey League. Six teams are headed to Lake Placid. They're going to do a bubble. They're going to be a bubble tournament over two weeks. Lake Placid, New York, home of the Miracle on Ice, 1980, USA victory over Russia. Can you? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Uh, it's going to be at the beautiful Herb Brooks Arena. But the six NWHL teams, they're going to be playing each other once. 
in the first round of the games. They're going to play each other once. All teams will play one another. Then they're going to have a second round robin to kind of make sure everyone's in the proper seating. And then they're going to have semifinals and finals. It's a really quick tournament. Again, it goes from January 23rd until February 3rd, where six teams are going to play a ton of hockey. I mean, next weekend, next Saturday and Sunday, they're triple headers. One o'clock, four o'clock, and seven o'clock on Saturday and Sunday, where you can just sit down and watch hockey all day. Oh. All the games are going to be on Twitch. You can watch them on the um, video platform Twitch. They started being actually their last season because they are a team, uh, a league that does play normal seasons. They're an upstart league. They started five years ago, but you have players who have played for really awesome colleges. You've had players who played for various different Olympic teams, uh, Olympic women's teams. The NWHL is the professional women's hockey league in the United States. And they also, a, as we see, including Canada too now. But what were you they, they had? A, I was going to say they had a really cool showcase during the All-Star game last year. The NHL. Right. Now there's, the we could do a whole like episode because, right. <laughs> excuse me, soon after that, um, we'll give a little history. I uh, I told you before, my kids and I used to go to women's hockey matches here at Ohio State because it's free tickets, free everything. But once you start going again, it's it's high quality stuff. It's close to professional level hockey. And one time, my kids and I uh, went to see them play an exhibition against one of these NWHL teams, the Minnesota Whitecaps. And the Minnesota Whitecaps, um, Kendall Coyne was a player on the team who then – we watched her really two weeks before she was in the NW NHL all-star weekend where she did the fastest skater competition. Right. And then we're also another league participant. She did like the obstacle course faster than anybody else did, but she did it during the like practice round to show people what it was. And there's a big, you know, to do and she ended up getting paid because she did really well on and all that stuff. Soon after that happened, a lot of women within the NWHL unionized and they left the league because they wanted to pretty much um, get more benefits, get more pay, get more of that. Cause NWHL, it was a, a young league. It's still a young league. Right. But in the last year they have gone, like they have made leaps and bounds and the partnerships they've gotten, the business that they're doing, they used to be like a franchise business where the, the league owned every team, but now they're actually, having individual owners and there are right. two teams of the six that have their own owners now who are putting a lot of money into the teams. And honestly, the hockey is just great. They just had a draft where just about, I think like maybe five to 10 of the 30 to 40 people that were picked in the draft. I don't have the sheet up in front of me about how many people were selected have all signed into the league. So you have, you know, the best collegiate NCAA players in this league playing against one another. They mat the games are free to watch. The semifinals and finals are going to be on NBC Sports Network. But I'm really pumped about it. I'm pretty uh, excited to be watching these games and kind of supporting a league and supporting not just women's sports, but enjoying hockey and watching hockey. That's really what it goes down to. That's what it boils down to. So between Brian and myself, we have been tweeting about it. We've been talking about it a little bit, and we've also selected our teams. We've got six teams you can choose from. You can pick them based on, you know, your geography. Maybe you like another sports team in that city, or maybe you like the logos. Whatever it is, do some research. You've got the Boston Pride, Buffalo Buttes, Connecticut Whale. What, what? 
Metropolitan Riveters. Yep, yep. Minnesota Whitecaps, <laughs> the Minnesota Whitecaps, and then the expansion side, Toronto Six. Brand new team this year who is actually uh, – and the league is expanding more too. There are more teams coming into the league with individual owners where they're putting their own investment. They see a future in the sport, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. But uh, you have one of these six teams you can, you can support. Maybe if you want to watch a few of the games next weekend and pick a team then – do whatever you want. But Brian and me are going to be talking about the games. We're going to be talking about the league over the next couple of weeks as they're going through this uh, Isabel Cup tournament. I'm pretty excited about it. Brian, you picked the Riveters. Why did you pick them? Um, you know, I, I think for me, I really have always just loved the Rosie the Riveter mm-hmm. like logo. I mean, it's the history of it, I think, is really cool. And I just think it's a like a badass like logo. Like I just think the logo is cool. The idea behind it is cool. I love how it um, as a women's league, like it relates to the history of women in America. I think it's mm-hmm. just kind of overall a cool, a cool concept. So I I know you are supporting as well uh, the Connecticut Whale. Um, what was your uh, what was your logic in choosing that? So I um, I had watched last season also. And just when I first saw the Minnesota Whitecaps coming to Ohio State, that's what caught my attention. That's what kind of put right. me on notice that there was a women's hockey league. And that's really the first time I started looking into it and watching it and stuff. Um, I picked Connecticut Whale because, I mean, it's got the same color scheme as the Hartford Whalers. Yes. And it's such like a, a classic NHL oh, kind yeah. of look in that color. And I just, the the whale color scheme is the same thing. And the logo is awesome. And I just, I'm a Sharks fan too. So maybe it's just oceanic creatures that I gravitate towards. But I have, you know, I've got the East Coast Connecticut whale. And then I've got the West Coast San Jose Sharks. And it just, it it, it was perfect for me. And I'm wearing right now, you can't see because it's a podcast. I'm wearing my Connecticut whale jersey in excitement for next week. I'm pretty pumped. That sure is a nice sweater you're wearing there, Thomas. Um, uh, you mean jersey? I'm not going to call I mean, it a sweater. I mean sweater because it's hockey, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, I I know I hadn't I didn't really know much about the league um, up until pretty recently. You had you had told me about it, like I knew it existed, um, and we've talked about it. But no, I'm I'm really excited um, to get to you know get to know the players, get to know uh, the mm-hmm. other teams in the league. You know, I've I've kind of started following. Um, not just the, the Riveters, but all the teams' accounts and stuff on social media. Yeah. And, and like the NWSL, I've noticed that they do a, they do a really good job of social media. Right. Like the, these two women's leagues that we follow, the NWSL and then I think the NWHL, like they do a really awesome – their social medias are just on point. Like the branding is great. And, and I think part of the that players from, communicate a lot. Yeah, like I think yeah. some of that stems from they have maybe have to work a little bit harder to try and get the you know get the consciousness of of the general public out there. Yeah, but they're doing the work. I mean the the Riveters put out uh, you know something today announcing the schedule in a series of Shit's Creek references. Like it was they great. brought up Connecticut Wales less than stellar recent history in it, and I um. I did not appreciate that piece of it, but I did like the ingenuity. It was really riveting content from the <laughs> That's I see what you did there. Hey, so yeah, I'm just I'm really excited. And again, kind of like you said, like we're not just here because it's oh, you know, we support women and we want to support a women's league. Like I've watched, you know, I've, I've spent 
a little bit of time doing some research. I've watched some highlights. I've watched some game recaps and stuff on, you know, found what I could find on YouTube and other places. And this is, it's good hockey. Yeah. And not to mention, I can't watch the damn Blue Jackets this season anyway because of the ongoing. So, you know what? I want to watch hockey. I'm going to watch the NWHL. Like, I'm really, I'm looking forward to it um, a lot. So, no, it's, it's, it's an exciting thing. So, yeah, we're definitely, you're definitely going to see um, some content, you know, from us here on the pod, on social medias. Uh, mm. the, the Sunday is, uh, is our two teams. I'm just looking at the schedule here, and that's oh, yeah. Sunday. Four o'clock on the twenty fourth. Bring it on, brother. The uh, the Bryant and me Darby, aka the one yeah. where Bryant cries. Um, maybe we'll have to uh, get a little something going for that. Maybe we'll put a little wager on it, or I think we should do a wager. Yes, I think uh, I think the whale are gonna are gonna are gonna take you out. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think we're man. gonna catch people off guard. I think no one's expecting Connecticut to do anything. But I think you're going to be very uh, surprised at what happens, Bryant. Those uh, those whales are notoriously sneaky. Like they- all it takes in a tournament is some goal, good goalkeeping. You know, whenever they talk about the NHL playoffs, the old adage is hot goalkeeping gets you pretty far. Yep. Only got two weeks of it. And last year, Connecticut was the worst team in the regular season, and they made it. They advanced in the playoffs based off of solid goalkeeping. So don't be shocked. If you lose this wager next week, which we will talk about in more detail next week. Stay tuned for that. Um, and stay tuned for NWHL content. Like we want to hear, we want to hear who your teams are. We want to hear what team you're supporting and why. Um, I'm so, outnumbered. Cause, yeah. Uh, Cause a good friend, Allison Marie, who's also been posting stuff and getting into the league. She's a Riveters fan too. Now I can't no. win. And there's an association um, already between the Riveters and Sky Blue FC, so I have a feeling I can oh, recruit, uh, uh, you know, our good friends David Carver and uh, Brian Lenoy uh, to jump <laughs> I on. I like the, the order you did that too. I like the order you did that. Uh, too. You know, I'm just I'm trying to work out Mr. Mr. Carver a little bit there. With all the, right, I need uh, to start getting some more whale fans then. No, my friend Aaron, my friend Aaron, he's all he's another whalers uh person who came on to the whales whale bandwagon so i got aaron too we, uh, we're gonna see how many people we can evangelize to our specific teams i, I kind of like this as a the as other four idea. teams are great the other four teams are great but no i'm gonna get you on team what team whale i will say the the whales just brings that nostalgia back for me of like any playing nhl 94 as a kid oh yeah and i always wanted to be the whalers just because i loved the the jerseys like remember mall so rats great. too oh hell yeah i remember mall rats jason lee was playing uh as the harvard whale <laughs> all right bring us home we've we've <laughs> talked enough i'm excited uh but we we gotta we gotta I know, I've just i've missed you uh, this this is like my second therapy session this week i had one with my real therapist and then i <laughs> had one free with therapy yeah yeah a lot cheaper than what i was uh what i was paying earlier this week so <laughs> thanks guys as always we always really appreciate you listening and interacting with us and you know having a good time with us speaking of interacting with us we are on twitter we're at bryant and me uh, you can interact with me and hear my stupid takes on all kind of things i'm at pickle chips replace the eyes with ones and thomas is at one thomas costello we're also on instagram we're at bryant and me we do most of our interaction most of our social media stuff on twitter we do occasionally yeah. throw some stuff out there on on instagram now and then so 
if you're on there, hey, give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. Um, be a friend. Tell all your friends, family, coworkers, people that you love, that you hate, anybody. Mortal to, uh, enemies. <laughs> we'll take those too. We appreciate you know you telling people about our pod if you can. Get them out there. Get them to listen to it. Uh, you know the holidays are over, so you can't use this to chase your family out of the house anymore. But uh, you know we want to be socially distant. So if you got family that's coming over and they're socially distanced too long, get rid of them, put the pot on. Don't Increase go running. The social distance by playing our podcast. <laughs> that actually, that'll, that'll really get people to social, just walk around in public playing our podcast and people stay away from you. <laughs> you won't need a uh, mask, <laughs> but wear your mask. Yeah, we, have mask a, is. we have a website. Um, we don't update it as often as we should, but we do have it out there. It's bryantme.com. So give that a little, uh, give that a little check out there um remember that next week we do have on kelsey trainer so she's a lawyer tv show tv show writer sports aficionado she's anything and everything you could think Does of she's she's also awesome so be on the lookout for that and give her a follow on the socials so that you can prepare to listen to our show next week as always we always try and remind you guys please take care of yourselves please take care of each other please be safe. If you're, you know, if you're out protesting, please do so safely. If you are, you know, interacting on social media, help each other out guys. Like let's be nice to each other if we can. Um, it's tough out there. People are mm -hmm. suffering. People are having a hard time. So, you know, help your friends out if you can. On that note, we love you guys all. Good night and go Riveters. Adios. Pick the whale. Go Riveters. Big well. Riveters. Big well. Riveters. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Pick the whale. <laughs>